0: Hey everybody, this is Ferg from the Atari 2600 Game by Game podcast and you are listening to Soul Blazer on the SNES podcast right here on the Retro Junkies Network. And Greg, by the way, I'm sure nobody has picked Zelda yet to do with you, so uh, I'll take it. At $200, a Super Nintendo setup costs twice as much as the old system. For the money, the company promises better pictures, sound, and adventure. Now you're playing with power. Super power. You're the king, I tell you, tell you, you king! Only for Super NES. Listening to the SNES podcast with your host, Soul Blazer. Welcome to the Super NES podcast. Uh, This is your host Greg, and this is going to be episode number 18, where I'm going to be discussing the game F-Zero, which was one of the launch games of Super NES and came out for the system um, in in North America in August of 1991. Uh, Some notes and some news first before we get started. Uh, This is the first episode I've done since the intro, and which I'm doing this by myself. Uh, I've been lucky so far being able to have a, a number of guest hosts come on the. To the podcast since the since my regular co Chad uh, had to leave, um, and so I've had people willing to come on to talk about various games uh, with me, but unfortunately, I've run unfortunately that well has run dry. So <laughs> um, I do want to keep the podcast going. So for the time being, I'm just going to be doing uh, solo episodes. Um, that said, if anybody out there listening to this would like to be on the podcast, either on a permanent basis or on a just a one-time basis, please feel free to feel free to contact me. Uh, you can find me on Facebook and you can also send me an email directly to the SNES podcast at yahoo.com. Um, I have a couple other people who have been and coming on the podcast at some point, but I don't know when that's gonna happen. So in want to keep the podcast going. I'm just gonna be doing uh a solo a uh, uh, like the time being which is never really my intent in, in doing this because i'm not sure if Ferg's able to do it um it's a lot easier to be able to keep the podcast going like like if somebody else um uh, uh helping to uh motivate you and helping to get things uh, and gear for you on a regular basis. Which another which would lead me to my other note. I apologize like the delay in getting this done. Uh, I do intend to keep this a weekly podcast. Uh, I just had some technical issues and been busy with a couple of things that kept me from being able to find time to record this. So I will try to catch up on the missing week at some point. So I apologize again like the delay. So F-Zero is one of my favorite Super Mario games. games. Uh, I'm not a racing game fan per se. I mean I enjoy some of the games that are racing games, but it's never been one of my favorite genres. Um I remember having a lot of fun in pole position uh back in the arcade. Uh there's some other arcade racing games that are quite fun, like the um uh like the Sega Rally, um uh like in the large a dual link um uh, oh, what's the actual name? Uh, name of it? Oh, the NASCAR racing game. Uh, that's the sort of the modern arcade. It's quite fun. Um, I, I've also enjoyed a uh, Rad Racer for the classic NES, and also like and also and also Super RC Pro Am. And this a few other racing games that i would like from time to time. Um, F Zero, I think, really appeals to me because it's a futuristic uh, racing game. It's kind of plays hard and fast with the rules of traditional racing, so it it turns the game into a very uh, souped-up, fast-paced, challenging, white-knuckle blast that really did a great job of showing off what the Super NES could do. A great pick for a launch game. This is one of five games that was available for the Super NES when it shipped to North America in August 91, as I said earlier. Uh, the other games available were Attack and Super Mario World. And there was also uh, Power Wings, uh, Gradius 3, uh, and SimCity. So, uh, oh, um, I think also Populous was available. Um, no, I'm sorry. Uh, no, yeah, there were five launch games. F-Zero, Power Wings, SimCity, Gradius 3, and Super Mario World. Um, anyway, so uh, the game came out originally in Japan in November 1990 and also came out in Europe in 1992. Uh, this was created um, by one of the uh, uh, by one of the teams that uh, Shigeru Miyamoto was producing, um, and started a franchise. Uh, the franchise has been a little bit inactive as of late. I'll talk about some of the games in the uh, Clam Zero franchise here, like in a moment. Um, but this is another one of several franchises that got their start in the Super NES. They're still going strong today. Um, Harvest Moon is another franchise that got started in the Super NES. Mario Kart, another like another, like, another racing game. Uh, got started in Super NES. Um, Star Fox got started on the Super NES. So there's a number of franchises that got to start on the on, on Super Nintendo system, and this is and this is definitely one of them. Um, so um, the game takes place in the year uh, 2560. Uh, the plot basically is that there's multi billionaires who have more money than wits, basically, and they're kind of trying to find some ways of entertaining themselves. It's like so, they sink their money into coming up with this. Uh, Superistic future f- form, uh, formula one race called F Zero, uh, in which the players race uh, race on tracks and hover cars. Uh, and there's things like um, obstacles and the obstacles in, in the track uh, that can slow them down. Uh, there's also a zip that can speed you up. There's uh, there's jumps that you gotta make on barriers every now and then. Um, and the races get more and more difficult as you progress, like the tr- uh, um, as you progress through the tracks. Um, you race against the computer in this original game. Uh, you could pick from one of four cars, and the other three cars race against you. There are three leagues that been, like available, like available in the game of uh, five tracks, like for each league, um, and they, uh, and you can also change the difficulty level, like for, for each league. Uh, the game was received very well when it came out uh, because of its a uh, being a standard like a racing game and also for its futuristic uh, s- setting for it. Like I said, it's one of the things that really appeals to me and kind of makes this makes this a very fun game for me. When when usually, when usually I'm, uh, I'm kind of meh on racing games, so. Um, it's also it also has a very fast and challenging gameplay sometimes too fast i I've heard, I've heard, some some of the feedback I've gotten on the game has indicated that the game was just something just, just too fast like them to be able to handle um, it also benefits from having a wide variety of tracks and also makes good use of mode 7 effects uh, which like I said really helped to show the showcase the system when the game came out as what it could do so um in retrospect there was, uh, there was some comments and then uh, <laughs> Can't complain to the game. Should the game should have had a multiplayer mode, uh, but that really kind of came up in hindsight. And uh, there, and really, the system was pushing uh, pretty much what they could do for an early Super NES game uh, with this. So I'm not really sure a multiplayer mode could have been included. Um, so uh like so the f-zero game like i said you basically have your pick of one of four racers and you also have a, a power a power meter uh which indicates uh you the, the, which indicates, indicates the durability of the, of the car that you're racing in a harvard car actually i'll just call it a car for convenience sake but it's actually a harvard car um some of the cars you pick from are more durable than others uh you take damage by crashing other cars crashing into the side barriers um, or, um, or like run over some landmines that are in some of the uh, obstacles, uh, f- f- like the tracks. Uh, you can re- replace energy by driving over pit areas, uh, which are placed near home, um, home areas. There's always a, there, there's always a long strip of a, a energy um, rechargeability right after you cross the um, uh, the finish line. Uh let to, to go in your lap. Uh, there are various the number the number of laps you have to do in the course depends upon the difficulty and the and the league. Uh, three laps is pretty common uh, like most of the like most of the objectives. You don't need to place first in every race. You do need to place first, second or third because you don't want to be out. Uh like out you lose the race and you have to do it again. Um, there is a battery pack in the game that allows you to keep your progress. And you can also unlock an ultimate mode uh, by doing by do by, by doing all by doing all the tracks, which we'll talk about here, like in a moment. So, um, so let's talk a little bit about uh, the actual the actual race itself. I'm sorry, there are five laps that you do like around the track. Um, that was three for some reason, but I guess maybe it's just training mode. Well. Um, anyway, um, despite the fact that there's five laps, the track themselves is relatively small. It doesn't really take all that long to zip around the track. Uh, I think an average play time like a, a play time for each track is usually about like 510 minutes. Uh, so it definitely goes by at a very like you know like fast pace so and they um, uh, if you're able to accumulate a certain amount of points in each track you're able to obtain an extra life. Uh, Oh, t- t- which is known in the game as a spare machine. Uh, it gives you a chance to retry the course, so like, should you fail, uh, like doing the, you know, like doing a track. You can also do a super jet uh, move, which is speed boost, uh, like for every lap in the game that you complete. Uh, so you're able to do a four second uh, speed boost uh, with that ability. Very handy in trying to take the lead uh, or take the lead against uh, for a very troublesome uh, computer opponent, because the, AI, the the racers are very good in this game. Uh, even though, like, even though there's only four cars racing. The tracks are very tight and narrow, especially some of the difficulty, especially some of the more difficult later tracks. So, it's just like the game really does a good job, like creating a very intense racing feel, zip around the tracks. So, um, there are two modes of play available in the game. There's the Grand Prix mode, which is the regular. Uh, the regular mode of the game uh, in which you have the, the, which, which you have the three leagues uh, which are divided in knight, queen and king, each one more difficult than the one before it. and there's also practice mode which allows you to be able to practice seven of the 15 courses. So um, you don't need to select um, and finish knight to go on to queen but it is, or, 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 or queen to go to king but it is how they recommend it. Um, there are three difficulty levels available to pick from the start of the game: beginner, standard, and expert. Uh, if you're able to finish a given league, uh, you're able to unlock master difficulty level like that league. So, um, and uh, some of the music for the game is carried over, and some was carried over like some of the later games. Uh, the um, uh, the big blue track, for example, was one that's been heard like, in later courses. So let's talk a little bit about some of those later games. The the next game to come out for the system was a Japanese-only game. A lot of these games, unfortunately, unfortunately, were Japanese-only. Um, there was an expanded version of F Zero uh, known as BSF Zero Grand Prix, which came out in Japan only in nineteen ninety-six. The reason it was Japan only is because it used a satellite view. Uh, that's an accessory Nintendo published for the Super NES in Japan only, which allowed you to be able to, uh, to, to, which allowed you to be able to use a modem to dial into a central gaming network and to be able to play various games on there. Um, so this was an enhanced enhanced version of F-Zero that was only available available like in that mode. Uh, there was plans to do an F-Zero game for the Virtual Boy in internet, uh, the year before in, in, in 1995 called Zero Racers, but that game was cancelled because the uh, Virtual Boy was a complete flop. Um, the next game we saw in the series after the original F-Zero outside of Japan was F-Zero X like the N64 in like 1998. Uh, this game improved upon the first game by offering uh, multiple cars on the track, up to like up to twenty cars. But in order to do so, it sacrificed some of the graphical uh, graphical de- graphic detail and find find and find points um, of the shading and the and the graphical effects that the original game had. So like, it was compromised. The game doesn't look as good, I think, as the original so app Zero game. But it is but it is like pretty intense. Um, like it's a very good game. Um, F-Zero Maximum Velocity was the launch game for the GBA in 2001. Uh, more reminiscent of the original F-Zero game. Very fun, a good, solid effort. A little, it pushes the hardware, a little bit too hard to places I, places I thought. I had this game for several years, um, but it's a great portable game. Um, the GameCube was more was, was a more powerful system than, 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 than the N64 was. Therefore, the F-Zero game that came out with that system, um, uh, F Zero GX in 2003 was able to duplicate the 20 razors that the uh, N64 had, while also being able to bring back the very sharp, uh, high-resolution graphics that the original Super NES version uh, version of the game had. So this is the, so this this version is my favorite of the uh, of the game series. It's also one of the only games that's actually ever made me motion sick because on a big-screen TV, when you're zipping around some of the courses, you're really going really fast, even faster than you are in the. the even faster than you are in the Super NES game, and there's some twists and turns, upside down parts, and whatnot. It really can make your stomach flip. Uh, but it's a very intense, very fun game. And this game was also available in like, arcades as well. Um, there was an improved F-Zero game for the GBA, known as F-Zero GP Legend, uh, 2000, also 2003, um, which improved upon the original GBA game. And this is the last one that we, This is the last game that we've seen outside of Japan. Um, the last game for the series, period so far, was 2004 when F-Zero Climax came out, uh, like the GBA. But because it because it wasn't seen as a major upgrade from F-Zero GP Legend, it, it was another Japanese-only game. Um, since then, the franchise has been pretty quiet. Nintendo said they have plans to make more F-Zero games, but we haven't seen it yet. Um, I expected the Wii to have a game, but maybe the Wii U will finally have like an F-Zero game at some point. Um, the F-Zero characters have shown up in some of the various uh, various, uh, various, other Nintendo games, such as, uh, such as the Mario Party games, but it's been over 10 years that we've had a true F-Zero game again, so um, hopefully we'll, we'll see another F-Zero game coming out pretty soon. So F Zero, like I said, is very fun. Uh, if you're uh, uh, very fun if you're not into racing games, uh, it's a very pick and play game. One of those easy to, to learn, hard to master games. Um, the difficulty the difficulty levels for the games, um, like for the game tracks in the game, increase at the right pace. I was able to beat this game uh, all the all the race and all the tracks as a kid when this first came out by putting in some a uh, major uh, major effort to it. A couple months of work. Um. It's a very fun, very challenging, uh, like very challenging game. So holds up pretty well today, I think. Uh, if you're a serious racing game fan, maybe you might like, might not like this as much. But for, like I said, if like for a casual game, it's a lot of, a lot of, it's a blast to play, and still holds up pretty well. Definitely worth checking this game out. It also really shows off the Super NES graphical abilities like quite well. And the music to the game is also is also awesome. There's some very good musical tracks to play through the game, especially the first one, Big Blue, is a favorite of mine. Uh really gets you you know, really get you like to the whole like racing mindset mode as you go through the game. So um, so there really are no cheats like I said. Uh, I already mentioned I already mentioned the master class, the master class mode that you can unlock by beating the game on expert class uh, like for of the League. So there's no cheat codes or anything else available available to the game besides that. Um, this game was a, a very popular game. It's sort of a million copies, so it was reprinted later on uh, as part of the Nintendo uh, million copy tower. And as a result, this game is pretty. Uh, and as a result, this game is pretty easy to find, and so pretty cheap um, to find, uh, like on eBay. I found a whopping 567 copies of this game that recently sold in the last, in the last three months. Uh, cart prices are pretty good. These are the. the so these prices all include shipping. You can get a cart copy of the game anywhere from 450 to $3.00. So if you're willing to put in a little bit of uh, patience, you can definitely snag a copy for less than lunch, basically. Um, CIB copies are pretty good too, actually. Uh, they sold anywhere from twenty-five to one hundred sixteen dollars. So, if like, so you don't care if you have a pristine copy, you can probably get one for um, like a pretty good price, also. So, and, and then because the game was because the game is reprinted in such in such high volumes, there were still copies that were available that that, that were available online. I saw some, I saw, I saw some of those sell for those twenty-five dollars. And if you real die hard collectors out there, uh, there are also cases of the game available uh, available available for sale. Uh, the original shipping cartons of the game that they're shipped to the retailers um, back in the day, uh, six games for each case and, uh, and several of those sold for 200 bucks. So you feel like it's a really kind of interesting way interesting way to be able to collect the game and to be able to uh, go on with that. to be able to go on that way. So, um, that's F-Zero for you. It's a very fun, very challenging racing game. Uh, still holds up very well today. Still a blast to play. Um, definitely worth checking out either through emulation or through the virtual console, um, or picking up a copy of the game for pretty for, for, for cheap, like I said. Um, if you've never played an F-Zero game, uh, give it a shot. Even if you're not really a racing game fan, it definitely holds up very well, I think. Um, the only tips and tactics I really can offer to like, the game is to be able to, um, the, the, like that one is. Like for beginners, I recommend using the by like using the blue car. It's the most balanced car as far as speed and durability uh, and steering goes. Once you once you get better at the game, you can you, you can change over to some of the more um, flashier high uh, high speed cars that, that can't take up any damage. Um, just practice the course if you can. Um, don't worry about trying to come in first. As long as you're able to come in first, second, or third, like you're able to advance. Save a speed boost like when you need them. Make sure to get the energy strip at the start of each lap uh, to help to regenerate some damage you took like by racing around the tracks. And a, um, just really just, a, uh, um, just just to just put into practice in the end, you'll find the game a lot of fun, I think. So you can find the podcast on iTunes Stitcher. Uh, uh, feel free to contact me or to participate in any kind of chats about the Super NES or this game in general on Facebook. And you can also send me an email directly to the Super NES podcast yahoo.com. I'm entertaining suggestions uh, for games new in the future. In fact, this game was a fan request. I I I think I forgot to mention that, but this um, I'm always happy to take fan requests like for games like for games the, the, for games system system that i have covered. So this is the game's favorite of mine, I was more than happy to oblige a fan request. So, and like I said, if, you're, if you'd like to be on the podcast with me, either permanently or just to talk about a favorite game of yours, uh, please contact me like either Facebook or um, like through email. Next thing I'm going to be covering the podcast is going to be a personal favorite of mine, uh, one I really enjoyed, uh, enjoyed a lot, uh, Super Conflict, which is a sequel again that came up with the NES uh, called Conflict uh, by Vic Toga. It is a strategy, uh, strategy war game, kind of a precursor like the Advanced War series. So I'm looking forward to talking about this one. So I'll get that podcast out as soon as possible. And I appreciate you listening to listening to the podcast. Thank you very much for like, your support and participation out there. And take care. Nintendo controls 80% of the video market. But no matter how you play the game or which game you play, things definitely have come a long way since Pac-Man. Now you'll playing with power. Oh, no.